Hi, I'm Grant Johnson, Chief Marketing Officer at Imburse. Welcome to Imburse on the Mic, a podcast series where we dig into the topics that impact our business and our lives, managing expenses, processing invoices, and discovering ways to eliminate time-consuming, error-prone manual tasks so we can make our lives easier. Our website is imburse.com, and if you'd like to share your thoughts on this episode, you can reach us at hi at imburse.com. That's H-I at imburse.com. Today is our inaugural episode, and with me today, our CEO, Eric Friedrichsen, who has 30 years of experience driving growth for leading software companies. Before joining Imburse, Eric held executive leadership positions at Adobe, SAP Concur, Business Objects, and Information Builders. We'll ask the question, what has 2020 taught us? Wow, it's been quite a year. And we'll discuss how Imburse's mission to humanize work gives employees their time back so they can focus on what matters most. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, Grant. Uh, It's a pleasure to be on today. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you in the first uh, session of Imburse on the Mic. Cool. Well, let's get started then. Why don't you share a little bit about yourself, your family, your your hobbies, your passions? (laughs) Well, uh, let's see. So I live in Denver with my wife, Jessica, and our three extremely energetic kids. Uh, I've got Juliana, who's 11. Eli, who's 10, and, and Jake, who's, who's seven. Uh, to, to say that they keep us busy is an understatement. Uh, they're, they're quite active kids, lots of sports that they enjoy, football, soccer, uh, and they're, they're all active uh, uh, adventurous skiers and, and mountain bikers like you might expect uh, when we live here in Colorado. So um, they definitely keep us, keep Jessica and I young without a doubt. Uh, I you know, our family really enjoys to, to travel for pleasure. We don't haven't done a lot of it this year with with COVID. Obviously, it's been that part's been kind of unfortunate, but uh, we do love to travel and look forward to getting back to it next year. As you mentioned, I've been in this industry for many, many years, and I joined Imburse as CEO in January of 2020. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, too, have three kids, a couple boys and a girl, and there's never a dull moment. I, I understand, especially in this challenging year, you've had such a career with really well-known companies that have been successful and led the industry. Can you tell us a little bit about how did you, you know, get to Imburse? What was your journey like? Yeah, you bet, Grant. I have to tell you, you know, I had been with Concur for eight years, running a variety of businesses. And then I was with Concur's parent, SAP, for a couple of years after that. So I've really been in this industry for quite a while. Uh, so I saw the opportunity within the industry and where there was really a gap. Uh, and so when the opportunity came up at Imburse, you know, I looked at it and said, first of all, it's a very large market, you know, less than 50% of companies in the United States and less than 30% globally have automated expense management and, uh, and the accounts payable process. So knowing that, you know, there's obviously still a lot of work to do, um, but there was also a lot of companies that have already automated, but they were looking for a more modern solution, you know, a, a solution with a company that really cares deeply about uh, about their customers that innovates very, very quickly and continually tries to find ways to make a much better user experience by eliminating manual tasks. 
And then, you know, an organization of scale, uh, partners in particular in this, in this environment, the, the banks, the travel management companies, the other software companies, we're really looking for a partner of scale that could address multiple segments of the market and, you know, enter and burst. So it was really just a fantastic opportunity to work with a great group of people. And I jumped all over it. I've really seen in technology that innovation is such a, a driver for the progression. And a lot of times, you know, just if you're the first company in a category, it's really easy just to get complacent and to lose sight of the customer focus. At the end of the day, that's what it's about, you know, meeting customer needs and delighting them. And it's really, uh, you know, heartwarming to hear that was one of the motivators to having you uh, join Inverse. So tell us a little bit more, if you could, about why do you think Inverse exists? Yeah, you bet. I mean, you know, I think for, first I just think about some of the, the really horrible experiences that I've had in my life when it comes to things like expense management. Um, I, I remember uh, multiple years, you know, over the, the Christmas holidays, you know, with receipts spread out all over the floor uh, with multiple family members helping me process expense reports many, many years ago uh, and, and certainly didn't want to want to duplicate that. And, you know, I, I don't have the best reputation for expense reporting, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, I've been at multiple companies where they've literally put rules in place with my name on them. Uh to that you can't process expense reports later than six months. So uh, I, they used to use a nickname for me at one of my old companies. They used to call me Fritz and they implemented the Fritz rule, which said no expense reports older than six months could be reimbursed. So I, I personally have had an experience, you know, had many, many experiences where expense reporting was a real pain. I, you know, I saw that it took time away from what I wanted to do, the way I wanted to spend my time with my family and on the important things at work. And so, you know, I got super passionate about this idea of automating expense reporting. Uh, that's really cool. I was with a company uh, a while back where the, I shared a executive assistant with the CFO and, you know, she was regaling me with stories of how some of his expenses were over a year old. And I can't mention the company because I'm not sure if it complies with the regulations, but <laughs> I know it can be a it can be a horrible experience. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I, you know, personally was very motivated in joining the company about a year ago was our mission to humanize work. Can you share a little bit about what does humanize work mean to you? Yeah, you know, I mean, to me, to humanize work is really all about taking away those manual, mundane tasks away from our customers, employees, so that they can put time back where they really should. They can go back and they can focus on the mission of their company and what's really important for their company. They can focus on their communities and they can give time back to their families where they really should be spending their time. So, you know, the more that we can help our customers remove those mundane and manual tasks, the more they can focus their time on where they should focus it. And it's a much more human experience. Yeah, I really think that makes a lot of sense. As you mentioned earlier, Eric, this has been one heck of a year with COVID and it's disrupted everything and caused us to rethink work and the nature of work. And I think providing that humanizing impact to the work life, work life balance, uh, we can really make such a difference. Totally agree. I yeah. think it's, it's, a, it's, it's motivating every day to try to find ways we can humanize work for our customers and their companies. Let's, uh, you know, on that topic of, 2020, let's do a deep dive. Uh, it's been quite a year uh, of unexpected 
and unique challenges for all of us. What what are your thoughts on the impact of the pandemic as you look back? Man, what a year, I have to tell you. <laughs> None of us expected, uh, you know, any of the things really that came across this year. I mean, obviously started with the, the COVID pandemic and the economic uh, challenges that came along with that, uh, you know, the health and economic challenges that came along with that. Um, certainly, you know, a number of instances of social injustice this year, you know, a very contentious uh, election here in the United States. So it's, it's sort of been one thing after another. I, you know, I, I have a great point of reference because we've got, you know, 750 awesome employees here at Inverse. And so, you know, I've got a great point of reference in seeing it how uh, the pandemic in particular and some of the other activities uh, in 2020 have really affected them. And it's, you know, it's been challenging. Let's be honest. I mean, they, you know, uh, folks are, everybody's working from home. You know, so they're they're on 100% of the time, whether it's working or taking care of their children or their elderly parents. Uh, and many times they're trying to, to juggle those at the same time. You know, they've got at-home school, which can be really challenging. Um, you know, and then, you know, initially at least, I think a lot of people were worried about losing their jobs. You know, we've been very, very fortunate uh, at Inverse this year. It's been, a, it's been a, actually quite a good year for Inverse. Uh, we've been growing this year. Uh, we've been keeping our employees not just employed, but happy and in, in really good, challenging roles, which has been super exciting. We're fortunate to be a tech company that it was pretty easy for us to pivot to a work from home type environment. So we had the technology to support our customers and to do the things that we needed to do from home. So that was super helpful. Um, but it's been really neat to see how our culture has evolved, to see how uh, people have, have found ways to work together and come together. We created this uh, Slack channel uh, called the Virtual Water Cooler, where people gather on a regular basis and they share, you know, funny stories and photos of their kids. Uh, we had a uh, a group of musicians from across the globe that are part of Inverse start up their own band called the Bad Receipts. Uh, that was has been really enjoyable, and they continue to to produce great great music to to entertain us and keep us excited. Um, you know, we've had a number of initiatives, some of them homegrown around uh, trying to, to right some of the social uh, injustices that have happened this year. And so it's been really, you know, uh, pretty amazing actually to see how, you know, the employees of our company have really come together. And if anything, I think, you know, the, the pandemic has really sort of fortified who Inverse is as a company in our culture. So, so I guess there's some good and bad there. You know, there's a lot that's happened from, a, from an industry standpoint too. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the industry, because as you said, Eric, you know, you've been steeped in this industry for, you know, well over a decade. Uh, every industry goes through cycles, but there's nothing been as cataclysmic as this pandemic. What what are some of the things that have happened in the industry? Yeah, well, you know, first, I would say we talk about humanizing work and how important it is to focus on that end user experience and remove those mundane tasks. You know, that's gotten even more important now. So our, what we've seen is that our customers have put an extreme amount of focus on making, you know, the end user experience better for their employees, uh, you know, making sure that they can make the best use out of their time. You know, they've also put a lot more focus on duty of care. Duty of care is something that, that we've talked about a lot uh, over the last few years. It's historically been, been focused on trying to, to let uh, travelers know where there's a dangerous situation that they might be coming into ahead of time. But, but duty of care has changed a little bit where now there's also a focus on where have the employees been? 
who have they been with? Uh, you know, have they been exposed to somebody with COVID, for example? Do they need to be quarantined? So we've seen seen that change a little bit. Um, certainly, there's been a ton of uh, need for more visibility. You know, the Office of Finance has really wanted to understand what types of expenses are coming and, and really to understand cash flow. Everyone's trying to manage cash flow right now. So our customers have wanted to, to know when is a bill coming due and when should they pay that bill? You know, should they take, should they make uh, a payment early to take advantage of an early payment discount, or should they pay it late to hold on to their cash longer? Um, and then, how should they pay it? Should they pay it via card? Will the vendor accept a card so they can get some rebates? Or uh, if not, then can they pay via ACH? Or if not, then you know by check. So those have been uh, pretty important. And, and just in general, I think what it's done is it's really driven much more urgency into the digital transformation for the Office of Finance. So we, we talk about digital transformation all the time. It's certainly been a trend. We've seen you know many departments, especially finance, starting to uh, digitize and virtualize their teams over the last few years. But there hasn't really been a strong sense of urgency around that. And I'll tell you what, the pandemic has certainly created urgency. People don't want their CFO going to the office to pick up checks or mail checks anymore. They really desperately need to be able to digitize that process. And so uh, those are some of the, the major things that we've seen happen this year in the industry. Yeah, you touched on another interesting point. There's this meme going around about what caused you know companies to have a sense of urgency around digital transformation. It was you know uh, an edict for the C from the CEO uh, or the pandemic, you know, we clearly know what was the key driver <laughs> well, we, there. But we, we all know that that, that uh, pandemic has a lot more influence than in any CEO. That's for sure. Well, there's been a lot of difficult things that have been a result of the pandemic. But you know, taking a silver linings approach, if you will, are there some of the good that you can share that you see coming from the pandemic? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I'll start with me personally. <laughs> I've gotten to be home a lot more. Uh, over the last several years, I've, I've been on the road quite a bit, like you have too, Grant. I mean, just, just flying all over the place. And, uh, you know, since March, I've only had a couple of flights. And so um, it's been a lot more time at home with the family for me. And even though the days can be long and, and hard for, for all of us from that perspective, uh, you know, there's still plenty more time with the family. My, my daughter, you know, Juliana recently uh, said, wow, dad, you're pretty good at math. I, I was helping her with her, her math homework and she was uh, quite surprised that I actually could help her there. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to teach all three of the kids how to play Risk, which was a, a game that I loved playing when I grew up. And so that was really fun. And in fact, um, you know, my my 10-year-old beat me uh, the other day, which didn't make me real happy. But uh, I guess that's that's our job as parents, right, is to make sure that our kids are better better than us at things as, as they get older. So um, yeah, you know, it's been great. You know, obviously Jess and I have had more time together. I actually have gotten some more workouts in at the home gym. That's been, that's been, been, been super helpful. So I think, you know, personally it's been good. Um, you know, I think about, uh, at Inverse, you know, the, the development of our culture, you know, we, we were several, you know, different companies that came together over time. And even though you know, there were a lot of similarities about the culture of our different organizations, you know, the pandemic is really, I guess, crystallized our culture as an organization and it's let everybody align on our core values. Uh, and so, and, and, you know, people across different departments have been uh, required to work together. Now they've been doing it virtually, but they've been required to work together and it's, it's created some pretty amazing things. I've seen 
innovation accelerate uh, at a pretty rapid pace because it's required people to work together in ways they never had worked together before. So, you know, I, I, even though obviously nobody would have wished this pandemic on anybody, I think it is important to look at some of the positive things that have come out of it. Yeah, I agree with you, Eric. I've really seen how our culture is coalesced. Um, you know, we're a very caring company. We care about our employees and our customers. And as you say, we're we're adapting necessarily to what it's like to have to work virtually and, you know, still build relationships and, you know, foster teamwork and, and get things done in spite of the challenges. So it's very inspiring to see how we've rallied around you know, our common purpose, as you say, our core values. Um, I've been spending, I think, too much time with my kids, although I've got two boys <laughs> in college that I thought I'd shipped off yeah. for four years. They're back <laughs> doing the virtual thing as well. But I, I'm hopeful that next year uh, they can return to campus life, if you will. Yeah. Your, your empty nest will just have to wait a little bit longer. Grant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Let's talk about what you're most proud of. It's been a been a tumultuous year, but you know, it's a year as a CEO. What are you most proud of at Inverse? You know, really, I am just proud of our people more than anything. It's been incredible. We've got a world class team. Everybody is extremely focused on our our mission uh, to humanize work. Uh, and you know, th there's been a number of other things that have really crystallized the focus for us this year. Again, the the social injustices that have occurred this year have really uh, gotten our team to get together and try to find ways to, uh, to help communities. Uh, I think a great example is Project Rise, which I know you've got people on your team involved with, with Grant, uh, which is a, uh, a, a technology event that's all about helping uh, Black-owned businesses uh, achieve more and accomplish more. And our teams have, are getting together to try to develop technology to help these organizations. And it makes me incredibly proud. I mean, there's, there's a number of things that we've done as a company because it's so homegrown. It's coming right grass, a grassroots effort by employees of Inverse. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, you don't have to be a you know mega corp to have an impact. You can have an impact in your community. We're trying to lift up you know the Black-owned businesses through our technology to you know giving back and contributing to the betterment uh, for all. I think that's something that's very inspiring. You've talked about why it came to Inverse and what inspired you and, and why Inverse exists. Can you share a little bit about what makes us different? It starts with this. First of all, it's customer focus. Uh, this industry was desperate to have a company that cared deeply about their experience. And, you know, it goes, it starts anywhere from the product that's being developed, being hyper-focused on eliminating manual processes uh, to the way the customers are supported the way they're implemented, um, there was a, a desperate need for a company that cared deeply about about that customer experience in, in all every way, shape, and form. And, and that's you know really why that's the foundation of why Imburse was created in in the first place. And uh, you know we've received a, a number of you know compliments from certainly customers and analysts, but also awards around this. We just won the IDC award for customer satisfaction for T&E that, that measured all those different uh, departments and areas and, and uh, we excelled dramatically. So, so that's, that's really the, the foundation. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing is that we offer tailored solutions depending on the individual type of customer, their segment, you know, their size of an organization, their geography and their industry. 
we really believe that one size doesn't fit all. It just doesn't work. And so, you know, we've got Chrome River that works extremely well for very large enterprise global organizations and legal institutions and higher ed organizations. Uh, we've got Tally that's very, very strong for very small organizations that have a CPA outsourced type model for their finance department. We've got Captio that's very strong in Southern Europe. So, you know, having tailored solutions that address individual customer needs is a core fundamental differentiator and really important for Inverse. But at the same time, we need to accelerate innovation. Yeah, I love that uh, story on, you know, customer focus and success. Some companies believe that once the customer is live, they're work is done. And, you know, for us, it's about the customers actually achieving the business objective. Their definition of success is the whole reason why they have implemented our software. So I, I love that. Talk a little bit about, you know, how the innovation drives, drives us. Yeah. Well, you know, so one of the great things about coming together as a few different companies is that it's really allowed us to accelerate our innovation. So, you know, great example, we took, you know, every, every expense management solution needs to be able to capture a receipt and interpret the data on that receipt and do something with it. And so, you know, we took the core receipt transcription technology that came with our Chrome River solution and we added in the uh, machine learning that came from Nexania and the vendor lookup that came from Certify and uh, the receipt scoring technology and auditing technology that came from Captio, we combined it all into one called the inverse receipt transcription technology, which we've now deployed back across each of our core expense solutions. And, you know, the great thing here, many, many, a number of good things. One, it's a more graceful solution. It's a better end user experience. It's faster. The quality of the, uh, the capture is much, much higher. And it's also less expensive for us, which allows us to then go take those savings and invest even more into innovation. So it's allowed us at the platform level to do things like develop our payments technology, our analytics capabilities, our, our various managed services capabilities. So, you know, we've really been able to accelerate our innovation dramatically since we came together as a company at Inverse. Yeah, that's really cool. Having all these different uh, contributing uh, companies and capabilities, it's I call it like the best of all worlds, not just the best of both worlds. Um, I also understand that part of what makes us different is our sort of open ecosystem and how we work with partners. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So the the market, the, the partner ecosystem was, was and I th when I think of the partner ecosystem, I think traditionally of the banks, the travel management companies, the other software companies, um, you know, we're, they, they were really desperately looking for an alternative of scale. Uh, basically a, a company that cared about their success and ultimately about the end customer's success rather than just their own success. So, you know, big differentiator for Inverse, we try to drive, we're always focused on driving joint value to our partners and to our customers. Um, and, you know, the, the partner ecosystem was also looking for a company of scale that, that could help them in multiple segments, anywhere from small business to large enterprise, anywhere from, you know, the US to Canada to Europe. And so, um, you know, we've been able to bring that to the mix and it's it's resulted in some pretty incredible partnerships that are, are helping Inverse certainly grow as an organization, but also helping our customers add a lot more value. You know, you've seen probably a variety of, of press releases recently, uh, anywhere from our partnership with Amazon Business to our partnership with TransferWise to the great things that we're doing with Agencia and US Bank. It's been, uh, it's been pretty tremendous. 
Cool. Eric, thanks for sharing that and taking time for talking with us today. Oh, I, I meant to ask you, <laughs> how's it coming with the chickens? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. I told you we're chicken farmers. Um, yeah, that, that that's a funny thing. My my wife, you know, shortly after the pandemic started, as soon as we, we started on lockdown in uh, late March, uh, one one morning, um, I came out of my office, I went into the kitchen and, and my wife and my son, Jake said, um, hey, maybe we should get some chickens. And I said, oh, okay, well, that sounds like a good idea. And I went back to my office and, uh, you know, had several calls that day and came back out at the end of the day. And my son, Jake, grabs my hand and pulls me to the garage. And there's a whole bunch of chickens in the garage in, <laughs> in a chicken coop. So as you know, already Grant about my wife, Jessica, she, when she makes a decision to go do something, she just sort of does it. Um, but it's been good. I mean, we're several months into it now. We're getting about five, six eggs a day. And uh, it's a great, great way to start the day. And, you know, now we're chicken farmers. Another, another good, good thing that came out of the pandemic, I guess. Yeah, that's for sure. And hopefully you're not getting tired of omelets and scrambled eggs and whatever else you <laughs> can do with that. That daily output's impressive. So uh, it's great for the kids too. Well, thanks again, Eric, for joining us today. And for our listeners, please stay tuned for our next Immerse on the Mic episode, when we will be joined by one of our customers who will be sharing a very powerful story about how automating manual processes has made a significant impact on children's lives. A very noble cause indeed. And if you'd like to learn more about Imburse, please visit Imburse.com or send a note to hi at Imburse.com. That's H-I at Imburse.com. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.